Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. Hey, welcome back. We get to do another show together. Woohoo! I'm excited. We're going to be talking about the Bible today. And I'm going to be referring to an Old Testament scripture that I read many years ago that God kind of gave me some understanding into. Uh, so it's Isaiah 58, 12. Uh, before I get into it, I just want to make a comment that I love the Old Testament because it uses analogies, allegories, illustrations, and story to teach truth. Whereas a lot of times the New Testament, like uh, Paul's writings, is a little bit more like, do this, don't do this. You know, one of the things I love about it is that you really have to engage with God. Like, what's going on here? Does this mean anything? Does this illustration mean anything? Does this have any relevancy to anything that's going on in my life or in the world? And it's it's a way to kind of pull out truth um, from the scriptures instead of it being like, you know, God said, turn left, don't turn right, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, so that's why I love uh, reading the Old Testament. So one day I was reading Isaiah fifty-eight twelve, and this is just the second part of the verse. And it says, "Your people rebuild. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. Your people will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called the repairs of the breach, the restorers of the streets in which to dwell." I believe one of the ways to interpret this in light of what's going on today, is the age-old foundation that he created them male and female. You know, one of the greatest um, tricks of the enemy to really undermine the identity of a person is to really uh, have them go after their gender confusion. Meaning if you were born by God as a male to express the male attributes of God, physically born, and then you say, well, I don't feel like a male, so I may not be one. That's like, that's like ultimate confusion. Or if you were born a female by God, expressing the female attributes of God, you know, God talks about, you know, I gather you like a a mother hen does to her chicks. There's so many attributes of God that are, that are feminine in nature, what we would consider feminine. Um, then, and then it says, well, I feel more like a man or I feel more masculine, therefore I must not be a woman. You know, that's ultimate confusion. So, so that is an age-old foundation that God wants his people to help build up again. You know, it, godly masculinity uh, in identity, gender identity, it needs to be built up again. And when it talks about becoming the repair of the breach, it talks about uh, the places that have been broken down uh, because of sin predominantly in that if men are like walls, 
then the breach is really secret sin that, that allows uh, sin and the enemies of God to get access to that which you have been entrusted with. And then the restore, it talks about the restore of the streets in which to dwell. That, in my opinion, it talks about sort of the atmosphere within the walls, the freedom, the safety, the, the, the feeling of peace and the, and the camaraderie and everything that's kind of in the family or in the company or in your a brotherhood or, or whatever you have authority over, you know, the, the benefit of you being in the position of uh, a man that has a, sort of a, a wall around something is that the inside of that wall is protected. Now, the breach in the wall, like I said, is sin, and it's usually secret sin in a man's life. And it, it could be really obvious sin. Go to Galatians 5.19, look at the list, look at the definitions of that list, like what is debauchery, for example, what is licentiousness. Now, these are all biblical terms um, or words we don't typically say. Google it, figure it out. Uh, it will really help you understand what true sin is. And then there's more subtle sins like coveting. Uh, acquiescence or surrendering the role that God um, had given you because you don't feel like a man or you don't feel like a woman. Uh, so you kind of acquiesce the role and, and the position that God has called you to, to take on um, in, in your life. Now, this breach, when I talk about secret sins, this could actually be generational as well, meaning that there's always been alcoholism in my family. We've always been womenizers. Uh, uh, we've always lied. We've always been prideful or whatever it is. You know, sometimes these sins are passed through generationally. And I'm going to tell you the breach in the wall in your kid's life will continue unless you close it. God has given men the role of protector and provider. Now, I'll give you an example. There's a great scripture in Zechariah that says, in speaking of the Lord, I myself will be a wall of fire around Jerusalem, declares the Lord. And that was speaking of his heart as a protector. King David, um, in encouraging those in his writings, said, God's faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Rampart is a military term meaning an embankment built around a space for defensive purposes. You know, men reflect the fierceness and the strength of God in order to fulfill our role as protectors and providers. You've got to love C.S. Lewis when he talks about a portrait of Aslan, and it says, is he safe? And the answer was, no, he isn't safe, but he is good. There's a fierceness that's required to be a protector, to create a provision for those that are entrusted to you. And a breach in your wall, personally, will compromise what God has intended for the role for you to play. So, like I said, the men, men provide an atmosphere of safety within the confines of their provision. As a wall around a city creates an atmosphere of freedom and peace, so men who fully walk in their God-given roles provide that freedom and peace to those that are entrusted to them. As a wall, men protect from satanic, satanic invaders and barbarians. I refer to barbarians as George Gilder did in his excellent book, Men and Marriage. It used to be called Sexual Suicide. And basically in that teaching of that book, he talks about barbarians are men that are tied to no families. Think uh, gangsters, hooligans, that kind of thing. 
So they have nothing to personally lose, um, and they only have booty to gain. So uh, they basically use their God-given strength that God has given them to rape and to pillage. They have nothing to protect, so they only destroy. Married men have something to protect and are to defend what is there from barbarians. And so, and think of the barbarians of our culture, you know, be it in, you know, the entertainment industry, uh, be it in uh, corporate industries, uh, you know, the big sexual scandal with Hollywood. You know, you, you don't have to look very far to look for, yeah, there are barbarians. You know, they, they rape and pillage and they've got nothing to lose because they've got nothing that's been entrusted to them. But men are, being, are called to have something entrusted to them. One of the things that John Eldridge said a couple weeks ago in our podcast was quoting a famous um, Dallas Willard that says, what has God up to? But to, uh, but to basically bestow upon men whom he trusts his power. The breach is the issue. One of the things that I'll uh, read really quickly is in Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah. If you're a man, you need to read Nehemiah. Um, and it talks about him having a revelation of, I need to fix this. I need to repair this breach. And so he pulled a community together and they did it together. So critical. You will not get out of your sin alone. You need to pull in friends to do it together. But while they were doing it, and John now just talks about this as well, while you're healing, while you're getting better, guess what? War's still going on. Satan is still upset. That war will continue, and you need to understand that your healing, your restoration, your repairing is going to be in the context of fighting. Healing and fighting, it's going to be one and the same, not either or. And this is uh, one of the things in Nehemiah 4, it says, uh, uh, these are the people that were accusing them while they were trying to rebuild the ancient ruins, rebuild the wall, repair the breach. It says, he ridiculed the Jews and he said, what are these feeble Jews doing? And this is uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. Will they restore the wall? Will they offer sacrifices again? Will they finish this in a day? And then somebody else chimed in. What they are building, even if a fox climbed on it, he would break down the wall of stones. And they were doing this loudly so everybody could hear them mocking them while they're trying to get better. And this is Nehemiah's response. Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. And that is exactly what God intends to do. So the thing I want you to take away from this is that God's call to you, and um, this is either in your personal life or with others around you, is to rebuild the ancient ruins of the masculine identity and feminine identity, and to raise up these age-old foundations, put them in high esteem and in high regard, the character traits that are required to be a godly man, and seek to repair the breach so that when God entrusts power to men, it doesn't hurt families, hurt companies, hurt churches, because they got these breaches that is like a wide open path for the enemy to get direct access to that which uh, it leaves them unprotected. And God does not want to entrust a man who has breaches in his wall that will leave those he entrusts to unprotected. You got to get your business taken care of and you best do it in community.
And then you will be called the restorer of streets that dwell. There will be freedom. There will be peace. That is where God is taking all of us. I hope this was helpful for you guys. I'm going to be bringing on guests uh, next couple weeks. Uh, but I did want to talk about this, and I hope it was useful, helpful. And thank you so much for all your interactions on social media and through th Facebook Messenger. I really enjoy it. All right. God bless, guys. Hey, you've reached the end of the podcast, which means you are awesome because you listened all the way through. Would you please go check out our website if you haven't already, thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarter community and it's all for free and allows you to subscribe to our Bible devotionals. It allows you to take the 30-day Firestarter challenge and allows us to have one-on-one -on -one, uh, interactions. I have uh, built some new playlists on Spotify, worship playlists, uh, that can really help you grow. So go to Spotify, search The Kindling Fire, and you can see the worship playlist there that I've built there. And the last thing is... I'm going to be starting Firestarter Fridays on Instagram. I'm going to be posting uh, videos every Friday for the Firestarters that are following us at the Kindling Fire on Instagram. So go check that out. And as always, be awesome.